What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, it's another weird episode of Jobbing Out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster. Uh, Brandon, it's a long story, guys. <laughs> long story. Uh, but I I had a wrench thrown at me this week, so I put out a few options to the boys, and Brandon said definitively, Thursday night after the Maryland game, that's the answer, we're doing that. And so here we are, Thursday night after the Maryland game, and uh, hey, no Brandon. So, no Brandon, but Maryland advanced, so there, there we go. And we do have that going for us, which is nice. It's a bummer because Brandon and I were at SmackDown together last Friday. I know. I, I figured you, we'd start off with you guys uh, regaling us with tales of SmackDown. Well, you know what I really wanted to start off was, because you know every time now Brandon Shtick is talking about how right he is about Cody Rhodes. And I wanted to remind him about how wrong he is about Vince McMahon. Like I wanted. Oh to do, yeah. I've kind of kept that in the chamber all week. I haven't texted it to him. Um, so I'm a little disappointed that I don't have the ability to do that. That was going to be my fun for the week here on Jobbing Out. Um, we'll talk about the pay per view. Obviously, we'll we'll cover that. Um, you know, you know what was wild, Aaron, is when we got there on Friday night. I looked around and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like. This is legitimately packed. Um, there were a couple of rows, like nothing was was tarped over on Friday night. Um, even the, the, the uh, I was gonna say even the like dark upper level. No, the only there was like one one of the sections. The section was totally open and packed, except for like the top two rows were empty, which is weird, right? Because every row was packed except for the top two rows, which were completely empty, and I didn't know if there was like a reason because you'd be blocked by the WrestleMania sign or something. If, that's so that's possible. Yeah. I mean that they definitely, when they do go into this WrestleMania format with the sign, they do try to move things around. Or if you're behind the sign, they move you down or whatever. Yeah, it was. So that might be, it might be that they sold the seats and then got there and realized, cause I looked up and I did notice that I'm like, oh, that's weird that like those, everything is full except for those two rows. I was genuinely blown away. Like, I remember when we got in, I looked at Brandon. I'm like, dude, look, because we were sitting on the camera side. Mm. And I said, can you look up and see if there's people above us? And so he kind of walked down a couple of rows. He's like, dude, it's totally full. I'm like, this is wild, man. Like, I, and, you know, the, the word is that's the way it was in Boston for Raw. Like, mm -hmm. I get that was loaded. That was John Cena and, and the whole thing. But, but, but that's not an unusual either. Like, they are if not legitimate, like they are getting big crowds for really the past month and a half to two months is they've, they've really been on, on a roll as far as attendance goes. Okay. Well, I was, I was, that was the thing that blew me away the most. I mean, it really did. Now um, I'll, I'll say a couple things and, and Brandon and I talked about it. One that I assume is the entirety of what you're going to get for Roman and Cody. I mean, I guess there's still a chance that between now and Mania, the two of them could interact together. And and I remember feeling like two separate things about that segment. The first being, I thought it was as good as they could get, right? Like, I, I think it was a fine segment. But really what I felt like was, given the difficulty of, again, abandoning your top storyline in favor of something else that's unjustifiable... Like given everything they were working with, they did as well as they could do. But what stood out to me most is how they sent 
the rest of the bloodline out of the ring, almost as if to announce to everyone, hey, we acknowledge we don't have a bloodline story here. Like we we get it like we we can't make this, which is ironic because then what they did at the end of the show on Monday night. Sure. But like it, it was almost symbolic of them kind of wink, wink, which nudge, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, recognizing what to me has been the biggest problem, not the only problem, but the biggest problem with all of this, which is you're literally doing a championship match in which you had to sacrifice the best story in all of professional wrestling in order to force a different story instead, which no matter how much good there is otherwise is completely unforgivable and unjustifiable. So I want to take a step back to what you said as far as this segment being about as good as it could be. And you're not entirely wrong with that. I I thought the setup was good. I you know, Cody coming out doing his shtick was was good. I wish Roman, Cody was better. I wish Cody was better at this. Like well, I, here's I, here's what it was. Is Cody is and and we can say the same thing about the the Cena theory thing. Uh-huh. promo, which is that mechanically it was great x's and o's it was great and the passion was there and it's why we kind of came away from it especially in the moment and and by the way his what you said at first was great roman's rebuttal was great but the last cody part to me emotional knew how to work the crowd in the moment i popped and then when i thought about it during the commercial break i was like what exactly did cody just say yep it was it's very and and I can say the same thing about the Cena promo against Austin Theory was like really well delivered, really mechanically great, knew how to pop. And then there you you think about what he but, said and you're like, did those lines really make sense? It was overall? non. Well, the scene, we can get to the scene. I think it was nonsense. Yes. I mean, it was. Yeah. What, I don't have no idea. But but the the line the best line of the entire thing was the one that wasn't the cell. The best line of the entire thing was Roman Reigns so nonchalantly saying, you want to know what your dad's dad said about you? Nothing. Like, and it was such a, a no sell to that because it wasn't mm-hmm. the point of the promo, but it it showed how good Roman is at this, right? Like, yeah. and I get it. There's an experience factor to this. Roman has done this so many times. He was not, he didn't used to be this good, right? Like, right. We, this, we know that <laughs> this, this has come from being in this situation so many times and doing so much media and doing so many promos he, and and probably again the the hand of Paul Heyman he's so good now that even the stuff that isn't the cell ends up being really good the funny thing about what you're saying is while the words were bad i i just think mechanically Cody's not good at it i don't think he's I'll disagree good. with you there but I, I and maybe mechanically is the wrong word he is not He's not bold enough in his sales pitch to me. He sounds like a guy who doesn't belong. He sounds, and maybe you can argue, hey, that's supposed to be the point of the character. Maybe you can argue that like they're so good at this and Paul Heyman's coached them up to sound, but it's the same Cody that we've always known. Um, He's not good at convincing me that he's this guy. And I, you could argue that it's more difficult for me because I know he's not this guy. I know he shouldn't be in this spot. This is not, it, it, as I keep saying, this is unjustifiable. I also had that feeling. I, I had a moment when Brandon and I were talking afterwards where I said, the real shame for me 
is that this isn't the correct moment. Because if the moment was Cody working with Seth Rollins right now and being prepared to go over Seth Rollins to win his first championship, it would probably be one of the great WrestleMania moments of the modern era to me because it would make sense. It would be logical. There would be a story, a really good story, a story that made sense, that mattered. And Cody, just by the history between the two, would be able to capably tell the story. They would both be around. There would be a great build. It would all make sense. And Seth, of course, is in a different, he's on just a different level right now. So it would all be very good. Every time this happens, it becomes a giant reminder to me of how how we should be angrier about this. We should be angry that this is what we're doing. We should be pissed off that they just took the lazy way out and said, well, here's one story and here's another story. Despite the fact that they have nothing to do with each other, let's just try to jam them together and assume that nobody's going to bother to notice that there's not actually anything there. And to their credit, they were right. Um, for the most part, there's far fewer of me. I know if Brandon were here, he'd be trying to, oh, yep. no, you're there's there's far fewer of me than there are of Brandon. But my facts aren't wrong about this. There's not a build. There's not a story. And they know that. And they're not even trying to hide from that. And almost like it's it's almost weirder that they did what they did at the end of Monday night because it's now they're trying to force him back into a story that he has nothing to do with. So in, in some ways, it's weirder on Monday night, and in some ways, it follows the pattern from Friday. Because after Friday, uh, I was texting – I don't know if I was texting with both of you or just Brandon. I think it was probably just Brandon. And I was saying, like, it really feels – and again, part of this is because of how nonsensical that ending was on Friday or his well, that ending. Friday was, was insane. Like, yeah. I, like we like kept how, looking at each like, other like, that's it? Like, that's yeah. that was it? But But what they're doing is almost like – it's so crazy. Like everything they do is so, you know, they do that. Then they do the Cena hug. Then they do what they did with Cody. They're making your head spin so fast that you almost forget about the fact that there is no build and you're just, you're, you're on a roller coaster ride with him. And that's, I don't know if scares me if the right words, but for the first time after Monday, I really began to think that oh, they're just trying to get to WrestleMania. They're not pulling the trigger here. They're letting Roman go over because everything they're doing right now is we're going to get to WrestleMania by hell or high water. We're getting there. We're not going to give you any time to breathe. We're not going to let you think about this because we know if that you have time to breathe, something's going to go wrong here. And if that's the mentality right now, that's not a mentality you can use to put the title on him. Like, well, this is very, very, to me, a lot of this is very short-term stuff. So once you win the belt, what do you do there if you're throwing the kitchen sink at everything already? I, I, I hear everything you're saying. I, I'm i going to say that I, I know the, the answer is you should never have been thinking about putting the belt on Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. It's And there's no way to justify it. Um, but I just always assumed they were going to anyway, so I'm... I'm kind of not going to change that. Now, you know, we got to figure out what the path would be because, again, my only alternative is Jay, and I just don't know what that path is now at the moment. We got to think through that. We'll get to it in a second. I, I, I hear you. I wonder, I wonder if it's better that they at least attempt 
to acknowledge the bloodline in the story? I don't think it is. I No, I think it's dangerous. And again, I think it's it's less them consciously bringing in the bloodline and more just kind of keeping you guessing, keeping your head spinning, not well, letting I, you digest anything. So, so my question is, do you believe that they're doing that because they're trying to create a scenario for Sammy and Kevin to be in Cody's corner on Sunday night after the title match on Saturday night to work on his behalf to negate the advantage of the bloodline being in Roman's corner. No, I think it's more about getting to WrestleMania. I think that, you know, we, we saw the, the, the clips. If we, you know, a lot of people miss it live. Obviously it's gone around the internet of, of Cody talking to Kevin Owens backstage. I think that he's going to be the one to help bring Kevin and Sammy together again, just getting to WrestleMania, making sure our heads not spinning. Cause if Cody's doing that, uh, well, we're inclined to like that. We can get there. I, I genuinely, I was, I was talking to somebody else uh, over the weekend and it, this was before Monday. So I don't know. I still don't know exactly where they're going with Jay. It, it wouldn't shock me if, you know, Jay comes out on Friday night or at some point, I think it would kind of be a mistake because I think it would lessen Saturday's match. But talks about how, you know, when all said and done, family is the most important thing. And I wasn't going to let, you know, Jimmy get buried by Roman or, you know, whatever he said. So kind of play that off. Saturday, you have the, um, you know, Jay sees the light on Saturday. And I think if you're going to have Cody win, I, more and more, I'm thinking that Jay helps cost Roman the title. Well, you know, like that would be a that would certainly be a path. There's no question about that. That you could do it on Saturday night. I think the bigger question to me is so you're throwing out any idea that Sammy was in on that on Monday night. Like you're throwing out any idea that their story will ultimately be that it was like a double double turn. Um that that he he arranged with Sammy ahead of time and that will become that he will unveil that after WrestleMania. I hadn't actually thought about that uh, possibility. It's not impossible. See, I, I, I think this I, is, I don't know this, how I feel about that, though. OK, I think the question becomes what's better, that or him just basically being a flip flopper. Right. Like, that's the part that I really struggle with. I really struggle with him. Is he a flip flopper if it's like if every motivation he has from moment one, like he lost to Roman back in 2020. He joined the bloodline because he couldn't bear to see Roman torture his brother. Yep. Like everything he's ever done was for the family. Yes. But specifically for his brother. So if we're going to say that his actions on Monday were once again, him saving his brother and him willing to yeah, do but he anything. didn't need to execute a three on one attack in order to do that. He didn't need to mislead Sammy into believing that he was with them in order to do that. That's, you can't you can't make that math work. That was that was a distinct attack on Sammy. Oh, um, I I understand it, but and honestly, I think that's good because again, that gets us to where we need to. Well, I understand. We we were talking about the difficulty of trying to create the WrestleMania Saturday night. My problem is now that you've done it, which you had to do for the functionality of the match, is it better to just keep having? J if Jay at this point reconsiders then wouldn't a logical thought be that this is just a character that's going to, that he's the big show at some point, right? Like he's, he's sticking his finger in the air and seeing which way the wind is blowing and going with it. I, I actually find it to be more problematic that he would just flip again versus as silly as it sounds, 
there being a more thought out story to all of this that isn't unveiled until after WrestleMania is has come and gone. I guess the question would be if this turns out to be a, you know, a master, does that lessen the Sammy moment at all? And I know that you're kind of, you were saying you were kind of past the Sammy moment. No, but, but you would get the Sammy moment on Saturday night at WrestleMania. And but not mo- if Jay's in on it though. But nobody would I, know that on Saturday night is my point. You would get this through Saturday night at WrestleMania. I see. Okay. On- I, I was thinking you were revealing it on Saturday no, night. No, I see I'm saying. saying on Monday, you would then unveil that Jay was in on it, and then Jay is is you know disassociated himself, or you could have him attack Roman on Sunday night, whatever it is that you want to do, and then unveil on Monday that he was in cahoots with Sammy the entire time, and go from there. The problem being, whatever you do, the story is supposed to be Jay, and that's what makes this so difficult for me. Like the Jay should be the story. And none of these things are things that you should be doing with the guy that should ultimately being the one that's taking down Roman Reigns, right? Like I, but yeah, you should. Yes, you're. You're. You know, I've just. I've. I've. Even at this great moment for Jay, even after Elimination Chamber, I. I just never believed it. So, oh, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm with you. Like, there's nothing. Like that, 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 and so, so, like, I'm not even thinking about the guy who should be beating Roman Reigns right now. So I'm just kind of figuring out what the best situation is for him. And I do like the, the poetry of the bloodline Roman's true reign of terror started with Jay and ends with Jay. He doesn't necessarily win the title, but he's the one responsible for Roman losing the title. I do think there's some nice poetry to that. Again, as long as you're okay with the guy that ended the longest reign in the history of in the modern history of WWE being someone who had nothing to do with this at all. Like, and that's what I keep coming back to is being unjustifiable. There's nothing wrong with Sammy winning a belt at WrestleMania. He should be winning a belt at WrestleMania. He wrestled when his arm was purple. He should be winning a belt at WrestleMania. He should be winning it from Seth Rollins, who he had a great story with, and it should be culminating at WrestleMania, and that should be one belt on Saturday night and another belt on Sunday night. He should have nothing to do with the end of Roman Reigns. Sammy, and, and like, if you don't want it to be him, and I get it, like, he shouldn't really be that guy, then it's got to be Jay. It's got to be someone that has something to do with this story. Kevin Owens has drastically more to do with this story. And it's not a Kevin Owens story. Right. And yet he has a billion times more to do with this story than Cody Rhodes has ever had. It's embarrassing to have a thousand-day story that will culminate with the hero being someone that has nothing to do with it whatsoever. It's nuts. It's bonkers. It's I, I can't believe this goes back to my Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho thing. I can't believe we're just saying cool and nobody's taking a second to be like, right, that's not how any of this is supposed to work. Why are we okay with it? I, I, the only thing I... I agree with you for the most part. I just, I wonder if... When all said and done, if it's about... If it's about Jay, like Jay is the hero of this story. The question is, and it's undoubtedly better if he wins the title. But if it's less about who wins the title and more about taking down Roman. But Roman's Roman's thousand days as champion. I know, I know. I I, can't be ignored. 
I, I understand this. If that but didn't the thousand matter, days is because if, of Jay. Let, no, let me go back a second. If that didn't matter, then it's so much more unjustifiable they didn't pull the trigger with Drew McIntyre, right? Like that's <laughs> well, we can to... we can go there. Well, no, but like, do you understand what I'm saying? No, like, no, no. I, I absolutely understand what you're saying. You're not wrong about if the story any of this. wasn't about his title reign. Then why did you keep the belt on him? That was not necessary. You look, didn't look. Have we've to do we've that. we've gone on and on about Drew McIntyre and how that was the moment and how, quite frankly, that you should have pulled the trigger with Jay there. But the story is about the title reign, and it's the story is, and and the trick thing is here is. It's so – you can't tell the story – now that I'm just kind of talking myself through it, you need to have somebody utter the words, Roman Reigns' title reign doesn't exist without Jey Uso. You need someone to utter those words before it happens, and you're not going to hear those words before WrestleMania. So even if I can talk myself into the fact that even if Jay's not winning it, Jay's Jay was responsible for so many of those defenses. Jay was responsible over and over and over again that even if I can talk myself into Cody can win it because Cody has the good story, but it is about Roman and Jay and it's about Jay ending this title reign that he allowed to continue for so long. But you need to have somebody utter those words beforehand and no one's going to. And and I, it's still like... <laughs> You're giving it the smallest pacify, you know, like it's still not actually the correct story. It's you're again, something that's not going to happen. You're creating um, how you could justify, I don't know, a, a something else. And I, it's mind blowing to me. It's mind blowing to me that you're just throwing anything against the wall or that you've decided that you're just willing to sacrifice this story because you've just decided that you like the Cody Rhodes story better. Um, with with no offense to the Cody Rhodes story. And again, the, the infuriating part is that there were there's such an easy way to do this. Like, th this wasn't hard to say, have two belts at WrestleMania, let Cody Rhodes beat Seth Rollins for one of them, which is, is so easy. Like, it's the... My five-year-old could have written that story. Like, I can't believe we've gotten away from that. And then whatever you want to do, if you don't think Jay is ready yet, then you do Roman and Sammy again, and you let Roman roll through Sammy again, and finally that. Or by the way, let Sammy win. That's the other thing. Well, like that still goes back to the thing that we talked about a million times, which is that you, I understand why you can't really have Sammy be the one to end the reign either. But for what it's worth, if it's going to be Cody, I, I was, I was going to say you've you you never to me I I never made it if if Jay can win Sammy can win I've kind of always had them on the same type of God this would be Sammy awesome. Sammy doesn't look. I love you, but Sammy doesn't. I I, look like I, I understand. No, what Sammy you mean, doesn't look like. But Jay. I but but Jay doesn't look like Drew McIntyre. So well, I, I'm, trust me, we all agree that Drew. Is better. <laughs> Nobody's debating that. Nobody in the world is debating who the answer was. I mean, maybe Brandon would. I don't think so. I think he knew that yeah, it was the correct answer as well. But of what's next, I absolutely understand why they would look and say, sorry, I love you, but it can't be you. You're not going to be a focal point of this company for 10 years. You're going to be an important player, but maybe it could be you. Now, I could also understand, given his history, why they wouldn't – they would say we can't really have it BJ either. That's fine. Then what did we do all this for? Like, what was the point of all of this? Why? Why was there never someone 
that was brought up to be the correct answer in all of this? Why did we never get there? I know there were some reports last week about what happened at the end of the show on Friday night is because they just want to protect Solo. Um, and they want to have Solo be undefeated until he faces Roman Reigns. Well, I, I cool. like... I like Solo, don't get me wrong, but like there is no world in which you have projected that Solo is that guy. No, uh, they, no but and, and to be fair, I don't think they're talking, I think they're talking about a Solo Roman non-title. Match. Right, and I, I think yeah, that's, yeah. I, I tend to agree with you as well, but in trying to do the math, I would still say that's better than Cody being the one to end Roman's title reign. Like, I just... I can't get over how nonsensical that is. It's why did you have the guy carry the belt for a thousand days to just lose? By the way, the math is that he would not get to a thousand if he loses to Cody, correct? Correct. He would be a month short somewhere around there. I don't think that's irrelevant. No, it's not irrelevant. Um, But I also think you can, you know, you can almost spin it to. You know, Cody's the hero to stop who stopped him from getting. Yeah, I don't know days. how important it is that you stop somebody from a thousand days. I think getting to a thousand days is more valuable than having someone stop because of a thousand days. Um, I know it's interesting. It's just something that I know Brandon texted us about that one time, and I, it filed it away a little bit. Like that is interesting in all of this. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm doing everything in my power to not be down on it because I hate getting to WrestleMania and just being down on everything and just you know not allowing myself to enjoy things but it's frustrating it's frustrating because they had it it's it's more frustrating than usual because they had been doing such a good job they had had us on the best not just not just the bloodline like the entirety of smackdown we felt good about and now we get to hear and it feels like they're they're tripping a lot well it feels like they committed to things that weren't correct and that it, it, it goes back to the same thing that i talk about all the time that if if you watched for the entirety of the fall it's the how dare you watch professional wrestling how dare you care about it because we're just gonna do what we want we don't care what you want we don't care what we've done with you for when we get to this point we're just going to anoint what it is that we want and do it and the hell with everything else and you can call me melodramatic. You can say I'm a, a smart. You can do whatever you want to do, but it's constantly the way that it works. And shame on me for not believing that. All right, let's let's try to 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 go. Let's not go another hour on Cody. Right. I'm sorry. I hate it. And I wish I could be excited. It would be so easy for me to be excited about this. Damn it. All right. Um, John Cena. <laughs> My God, that was the Cenaist of Cena promos. Well, you know, it's so much worse too. Like. I know what they thought they were doing with Cena and Cody, but like they should almost be arrested for that being too on point. <laughs> like why remind everyone that Cody Rhodes was John Cena in the other company? Like why remind everyone, Hey, there was a reason why you didn't like this guy. Not that long ago. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know if they all thought that they were, just super clever. I don't I don't know what that thought was, but it was unnecessary and screamed at me. Hey, remember 
Remember how he's alluded to that other company? Remember on Friday night when he talked about, hey, this is an important building for me because it was where the first dynamite was? Um, like, maybe try to ignore the fact <laughs> that we hated the guy because he became a low-rent version of John Cena. Like, maybe we don't let people rethink about that in the month leading up to WrestleMania. So I thought that was a mistake to begin with. I, I mean, that was a mistake. I thought the promo itself was... It was atrocious. Like, it <laughs> it, it, it came well, off. So there were, there were two things that... Did you see the report that there was no producer listed for that segment? I, I missed that, but that doesn't... Drop. Okay, that was the same pro... Well, I mean... In a, in a far worse way, because Roman, at least, it, it was the same promo he gave to Roman when he faced Roman at that one random L.A. pay-per-view, like the one time oh, they faced yeah, each that, other. Right. And they did the and it was basically the same damn promo. It's like, you're not ready for this spot. It's, you know, the little out-of-character stuff. I mean, it's, it, it's funny. It never struck me more. Someone, I saw someone say that, uh, the feud with CM Punk absolutely broke John Cena and he's never been the same since because like his promos took a dramatic, they're not wrong that his promos took a dramatic turn. Then I, I, I don't know. You know, I think it, there was a lot of coincidence there because the whole uh, shift of the company also right. kind of occurred there. So it's more of a coincidence thing than that, but my God, was that a nonsensical promo, a promo we had heard before. And again, like I said, with Cena, or that I said with Cody, in the moment, you got people to react because it was so damn mechanically good. But once you started thinking about it, my God, was it a train wreck? Well, I mean, the the I, I still haven't figured out the if if y you win, it's over. If, or if you lose, it's over. If you win, it's over. Part of it. Yeah. So I, Brand I, I, I went back and forth with Brandon. Brandon was defending it all up and down, which, you know. Well, whatever. I think if he had sold it a different way... It would have worked if what he had said was afterwards was because you'll never be able to get that moment again, right? That would have been great. Yeah, like you would have peaked too early. You like can't peak when you're twenty. That actually yeah. would have worked for me, and I thought that's where he was going. Because when I was listening through it in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of clever, right? Like, like I kind of like this idea that he's saying, you know, you don't really want this because there will be nothing better for you. This will be it. It reminds me, I talk. I, I've t I bring this up all the time. I, I think a lot of people know that in my in my day job, um, at one point, technically, I, I was employed by former Ravens coach Brian Billick. And I got very close with Brian Billick. And one time we talked and he told me that the night they won the Super Bowl, he had a panic attack in the shower after he won the Super Bowl. And what he, what he was going through was that feeling of like, is this it? <laughs> like, does it does it get better than this? Can I live up to this? Can I can I do this again? And it was very refreshing for someone, you know, to be so honest about it. But I thought that would have been a good story for John Cena. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Have told him that moment, and when he laid it out, I thought that's where it was going. And I was like, damn, that's that's great. It didn't go there. <laughs> it, it was. It was. I mean, look, if you're giving it generous isn't trying to make it work it's entirely uh non-kayfabe if you win if you beat john cena that means you're on top of the company and you're not going to be ready to be on top of the company and that's going to end you which is just a completely ridiculous thing to say Correct. on a television show well and particularly given everything you know about austin theory's character 
which is he he doesn't have any fear. He doesn't have reservations. He's he is Mr. Ego. Um it it stunk. <laughs> it stunk. There's no way for me to get over it. Like I the stuff about bringing in the piped in crowd noise, you know, that's always going to get you a cheap pop and that doesn't even actually bother me because I think it does kind of address something. It's it's not too dissimilar. Here's what I compare it. Austin Theory is not loathed the way they want Austin Theory to be loathed. In part because they attempted to repackage him. Right, I was going to say, he was loathed back in the summer. Correct. In they attempted to repackage him. He was humbled. They they missed this. Instead, it's almost like we kind of believe Austin Theory should be ready for the moment at this point. Um, and we were inclined to get behind him a little bit. And there the the wording there it, it was a little, I don't know, it was just a little odd for me. Like this is he ain't Baron Corbin. Like there's something else that they did with that character. And, you know, I know they've been trying to undo it recently, but it's also part of the problem of there not being a championship on the show is that just him holding that belt has not mattered in the way for them to get them to undo it because we don't need somebody else to be the United States champion. Like I get why John Cena would be wrestling for the United States championship belt. And by the way, they kind of didn't even really tell that story on Monday night either. Yeah, um, well, that was a bizarre thing. Like, like it actually, theory kind of alluded to it. Slightly, he alluded to it, but but they didn't go. But again, we're also not supposed to believe him. We're not supposed to, you know, take what he says at face value. Um, the funny thing is, this also goes completely contrary to everything they've been trying to do with the U.S. title. If he's supposed to be Raw's champion, if this was the, you know, showing that he has the belt shows that he is ready. You can't then come out and say that he's nothing if you're saying because that means you're saying the U.S. title is nothing and which we know. Right. But that's what they've been trying to tell us is that it's not nothing. Yeah, it was weird, man. I mean, like it it, it and it scares you because of twofold. One, you know, I, I say the story about there not being a producer for the segment. And then two, the the charitable reports about Vince McMahon's involvement on Monday night were that he was there for John Cena. And of course, yeah. right? Like, of of course. And, you know, the, the charitable reports aren't that he was there for John Cena's segment. The, the charitable reports were there that he was there to see John Cena. Yeah, and he just John wanted Cena. a quick hug. Yeah. yeah. But he was also apparently sitting in Gorilla all night on Monday night. Brandon, you'll never listen to this, but you were wrong. You were wrong. Just like Aaron and I tried to tell you then. Um, I don't know. It was it was rough. I mean, it was I mean, weird. But, but but let's be honest. Like the between that code, the Cody hug, Cody coming out at the end of the night and attacking Santa yeah. and helping Sa Sammy. Like that's Vince. That's Vince. Yep, that is Vince. And the funny thing too is that other than Cody coming out, the end of the show, despite my distaste for it. Or for what I want out of it, it was great television, right? Like, sure, it was it was compelling in a vacuum, in a vacuum 
that scene with him and Sammy and then him so quickly laying out Sammy was really well-produced television. The Cody thing was stupid. Like, there was just, what was that? But the rest of it was really, really good television. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we can quibble if we want about the little bit over on the melodramaticism, which will get into i don't know uh, man i thought it no, was no no good. no like i think it was like i i want to say like that's only the quibble and the only reason i bring it up is because of the end of nxt as well uh, going okay back to, and that's a much it, different story no no it's a much different story but i want to say like kind of in the same production mindset there that would be that's the only i wouldn't have brought it up otherwise that you could quibble that way but after doing that on back-to-back nights i was like oh you know triple h and uh oh, Sean are wait, running wait, wait. the same hang on a second is this brandon linton <laughs> see did did he finally get the message at midnight that we were doing a show? Maybe, maybe I missed him. Hang on a second. Oh, oh, who's this? Who's this guy? Who, who's this man? This man hey. that has arrived. That's missed us <laughs> dunking on him for the last thirty minutes. <laughs> who's this fella? How was your nap, pal? Huh? It's like I. It's like I just like everything disappeared, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm sorry. We've spent far too much time talking about Cody and Roman, so you don't get to get in on that. <laughs> we had to move on. We spent way too much time on it. Um, but we did. We okay. So this- anyway, Cody. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we, we were we were just talking about Vince. Yes. So so as much as you want to uh, brag about being right about um, uh, Cody, are you prepared to admit and acknowledge how wrong you were about Vince? Vince, what being involved. Oh, he was hanging out to see his buddy, John Cena. Yes, that's what he was doing. That's the reason he sat in Gorilla all night. That's the reason why there There's was still no-, no report that he that's, was involved. No, it's the exact opposite of that. There are a multitude, myriad reports of his involvement. What are who uh, who about? decided to have Cena hug Cody? Oh, I mean, I talked about that. They just listened to the show and said, yeah, okay, yeah, that's what, what we're going to do. Yeah. You, know, there was, you know, there was no producer listed for the Cena segment, right? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John Cena produced it. Yes, I bet he did. Mm-hmm. I bet. I bet he did. I wonder if he had a friend that was at the show on Monday night that maybe tried to have some influence on it. Um, I mean, it, what'll be interesting, though, is if he's never back. At other shows, then that'll just be what that was. Um, like if he's not there tomorrow, if he's not there Monday, if he's not. Do you think Vince McMahon is going to not be there for WrestleMania? I don't know. <laughs> I love you. I love your determination that you don't want it to be that way, so it's not going to be that way. No, I'm. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I don't know. Like I think there's a difference between. I don't know. And just like the cynical response, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying, I don't think it's just I'm not saying, I'm not saying I know, and it won't be, I'm just saying, I, I think the let's, let's get past, let's get past the John Cena episode before we decide the, the reports of his involvement started before Monday night. Like we had been hearing for two weeks of people every, being scared of something. Not just being scared, but it's suggesting that he was involved. Well, there was, I mean, Triple H said he has input and that he has final say, right? I mean, that that's... This is the way, always going to be the way that it was going to go. Well, right. But there's there's what there's what he said and there's what other people are saying. I mean, I, I think 
like I said, if he's not there tomorrow, if he's not there Monday, I think we can assume this was all blown out of proportion. Uh, you can. I, 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 I don't know if Vince McMahon only being on the phone is any yeah. better than <laughs> Vince McMahon being physically well, no, there. But, well, no, but okay, but you have to say, like, him being there is what caused all this, right? Like, the, the stuff before wasn't anyone really that, like it was, this was so much more over the top with him being there than it was when he wasn't there. And they've Triple H has been saying this for what two months now about him having input or whatever, you know, and but that he doesn't have final say. And they've gone out of their way to stress that to people. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that, like I said, let's get past the John Cena episode. And the, the one time that he was there that everyone lost their shit about to see if that's what's going on every week versus John Cena I, was there. There's a there's a drastic difference between is he going to sit in Gorilla every show or is he going to be involved? And I, I I continue to suggest it's extraordinarily naive. Well, being involved and running it also are two different things. I, I don't disagree with that, but I think there's no one whose minor involvement would be more impactful um and and to to the detriment in many cases than his um we're moving on we have to move on too because we've been spending all of our time on this but i aaron said that you might want to defend the the cena segment for monday so i will give you before we move on from that topic the opportunity to do it which one the the, the cody thing or the thing with austin theory all the of thing it. with theory okay so what i mean what was your problem with it it's there it was not nothing it was nonsense i mean there was just nothing there he never explained why it is that we should want a john cena us championship match which should be the easiest part about all of this you're not reading the room about what austin theory is at this point he's not the loathsome figure that he was once before they repackaged him and have so been... that's what i said to aaron i said i don't know what, i don't know what he thinks i'm defending i said why would you have him go out and run this guy down? I thought that that was bizarre. I thought it was a bizarre decision to have John Cena essentially tell you not that this character isn't good. He told you this guy isn't good. And I thought that was a really bizarre choice. Like they had you, they had him tell you outside of kayfabe. So like, the 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 statement that he made that everybody's saying makes no sense actually makes a lot of sense. The statement that, that people are like, it makes no sense for him to say, win or lose, you lose. I'm like, no, it does. But unfortunately, it makes sense because it's a non-kayfabe thing to say. What he's saying is this guy, this performer sucks. He's not saying Austin Theory, the presentation I, he's saying that sucks, but he's also saying this guy sucks, right? It's the ultimate meta statement. Yes, if you lose, you lose, but if you or sorry, if you lose, you lose, but if you win, you lose because you can't handle this when I whenever I leave is not something you should be perpetuating. Well, no, and, and there was a better way of doing it. The problem is the better way of doing it that Aaron and I just covered actually, again, makes Austin Theory kind of likable in the process which is right you tell where you say you know if 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 i if you win you lose because you'll never be able to do this again because you'll never 
it'll never be as good as beating John Cena at WrestleMania. Right. No, inst- instead he's saying, I'm going home, and then you're just going to be the same piece of shit you were before that well, no one cares and, about because no one process, cares. Yeah. Reminds, reminds us that John Cena is going to go away and that Austin right. Theory is going to be there. And it breaks it breaks every rule, right, of, of wrestling, which is to build up your opponent so that you beat someone Though that's been the Cena problem for 15 right. years now, to be fair. So that you beat a real person instead of saying... And again, like I think that there's a wrestling difference between shitting on the character in character and going outside of that line and saying, basically, this human being can't do this, is essentially what he... Like, I thought that was wild. Now, I don't know if Aaron thought I was going to defend maybe the... Cody part of it, this, but I don't know why you thought I was going to defend the. But you, you kind, you. Uh, that's basically what I thought is that you, you were kind of in, in our text was like saying, well, in kayfabe, this made sense. It's okay. It made sense. Not, I guess you didn't say it was okay, but like it made sense because you went out of kayfabe, and for me, it was just like none of it. No, right? No, I use I use the term word salad. Yeah. So, th- so that's where I disagree. Like, I think there's there's a difference between ineffective bad decision and i don't understand this to me word salad is like the ultimate warrior yelling at the at, at the screen like i don't understand any of this no I, I completely understood and that was the problem right like i thought it was just bad um wrestling science i guess um i i did think it teetered on word salad i just don't think that he hammered the point home that 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 i I get what you're trying to say that what he's saying in the end is just a crappy person, but I don't even know that that fully came across. I just think it got lost. Like I think what he, but I think what he thought he was doing was being provocative and edgy. Well, yeah, when by, he definitely when he brought up the they got a right out noise. That's what he thought he was doing. There's no right. Yeah. Let, let's, let's anyway. Cover, let's we, we yeah. Gotta, yeah. We got to get into the fallout from AEW, and I do want to bring up NXT because Aaron brought yes. up. Is there anything else from the main roster? That we want to cover from this week. We, I mean, I'm sorry, Brandon. You're just you're, you're gonna. Be no, it's my it's my fault for falling it's, asleep. It's it's what it is. But anything <laughs> else between, I, mean, I mean, it's so weird. I, I I guess they're just gonna have there be two matches for the for Lita at WrestleMania because it certainly makes sense for her given her like. I hope that they just have them drop the belts between now and then. But I. It, that's a that's a weird bit, man. Like, I, well, it, but at the same time, like, I, let's we'll have to see what happens because there's nothing to suggest right now in storyline that Shayna and Ronda are anywhere near contenders for you know what I mean. Like they've kept them other than we're not stupid and we know that Ronda Rousey right and they're a tag team. But I'm saying right. in but I don't see the path yet. Like unless they just randomly say they're the contender. Like, do they cross paths with these people? Like, where I, do I, I, Rhonda could say tomorrow? We're, we're recording this on Thursday. They could absolutely just come out tomorrow, even though they just did the Rhonda injury bit, which does put another wrench into it. And, and, and by say, the way, she's actually hurt too. That's the yeah, other, and that, and that is the wild card in all of this. Yeah. yeah, but hypothetically, if she's okay, they could come out tomorrow and say we're the best. We we beat everybody. We're facing the tag team champions next week, and because it's Ronda Rousey, it would work. Yeah, I would. I, it's but just, the only thing that's weird about that is they're kind of telling us they, they, they are kind of telling a story with them, right? Like with other people. 
And I think to the point where Glenn thought that those people were going to end up with the titles or something. Like, the, no, I I thought that Ronda and Shayna facing Natty and um, yes, Tegan Knox and Tegan Knox. Thank you, Jesus Christ. That's not a good sign. Um, well, no, 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 that's their fault because they did it with both people. Correct. They did that's the same thing with both of those people. Right. That's one hundred percent true. Um, I I thought that it's not exciting, but it's. There's a plausible story there. You just have to get the belts over in order to make it a plausible story. It's just weird that you would put the belts into a match that doesn't involve the belts. Like, you're not good at this as a company. It creating good matches that don't involve belts. Why would you bury belts in a match where the belts are irrelevant? Like, it's... Right. It's insane. You know? Like, it's... Other than if, like, Lita had said to you, I've never won the tag belts before. I'd like to do that for some reason. Like, it's... Or for some reason, you think like I think you suggested last week that you're getting more heat on this match by damage control causing them to lose to someone before this match, which and is so overthought and almost, weird. It's, it's definitely overthought, but I all of it is it's just weird. There's just a lot going on there, and there is no no logical answer. All right, let's let's get on with it because it's uh, when it's twelve nineteen <laughs> for the record. Um, before we get to AEW, let's cover because Aaron brought it up already. I, I, I'm not saying you can never do what they did at the end of NXT. I would prefer that they never did what they did at the end of NXT. Mm -hmm. I, I, the, the, the thing is you could tell me that with the right people in charge, you could make a good story out of it, but not one that I'm interested in seeing. I just. I would never, ever, ever do that in professional wrestling. Yeah, I, I was texting with Brandon last night, and I said, I have no problem with injury angles. I just need my injury angles to be more over the top, more. And he used the word cartoony for it. I can accept it when it's a concerto. I can accept it when someone gets powerbombed 20 times and then through tables and stuff, and you do the stretcher spot after that. But especially when it can't really lead to a story the way that they did it. Like you're not getting killer uh, Mako Satamora out of this. You're not really getting a great story. It just, it, it was to Damar Hamlin. It was a, a regular match okay. and a person collapsing at the end. Yeah. That like, the Damar Hamlin thing. I thought about a bunch by the yeah. way in the moment. Like I, I can't believe we're only two months removed from this and you didn't, you didn't think about that as a reason that maybe you don't do this. Um, I I think you could tell a story if the story wasn't it had nothing to do with Mako if it was just a story about Roxanne and this is her Achilles heel right that like the story is you know she she's amazing she's a whirlwind she is a superstar but yet you know she might not be able to stay that way because of her own physical shortcomings I I don't know why you would choose. I mean, that bed. might be the story they're telling, but I, uh, except for the fact that she did get hit in the head on purpose, you know, four times so they could tell the story. Like, and that's the point. Like, why, yeah. why, why choose to tell that story with this person? Like, what? Why? And, and by the way, by the way, during the like I said this to Aaron, like. For a second, I almost thought this was real because the shots she took in the match were a couple of them look pretty bad. You know what I mean? Like the one in particular on the outside of the ring where she like kind of fell awkwardly on her head when she, 
I don't know what the move is called, but she kind of like did this upside down thing to her and I it looked kind of rough. And then like, obviously, when they kept shooting, I was like, oh, OK, right. But like at first I was kind of like, you know, the announcers like sold it in a way that felt more real. Like it didn't like it wasn't so over the top that I thought she was going to fall over or whatever, but I did remember it. And then. Obviously, when they kept shooting and following the ambulance or whatever, that's like wrestling 101. But there was a minute where, like, what they did in the match did make me feel like, because, like, like, you know, like, Oscar, sometimes, you know, that style that those, that, that I, I, I hear that you, those, I, that Oscar and that uh, Miko fight, like, they do catch people. Right. Yeah, I, I thought I thought the timing was too like it was just impossible. You know what I mean? Like I I know what you're saying, but it would just be so coincidental. Well, sure, but right. but I did. But anyway, what I said to Aaron was, I think, do you do this? Like I don't know if you do this, but they did. They it was really well done. If outside of the distasteful part, like it was very believably done. Like so, I, so I. I, I guess what I would say back is like there's enough wrestlers that go through this really yeah distasteful that you yes. present the opportunity to tell those stories then right like that it's the Daniel Bryan story you know like it's the page it's all of them it's, yeah. there's so many wrestlers that go Edge. through this legitimately that you don't need to fake this angle it it it, it diminishes Roxanne Perez for no reason like for no reason at all right but maybe we'll find out at some point that there's like, you know, fantasy meets reality at some point that like maybe that that's the re- I don't know, but I I hated it. I hated it. Like I really it in the moment I was like, huh, that's interesting. And then within 30 seconds, I said, nope, no, it's not. I don't want any more of that. That's not interesting to me. It benefits no one for that to be what you're doing. Um, Like a serious distaste in my mouth about that. I, I have no. It's. I want them to get rid of it as quickly as they got rid of who killed Mr. McMahon. I just want them to somebody grab him this week and say, "No, let's never bring it up again. Like let's act like it never yeah. happened." But you know, it's definitely a very Shawn Michaels thing to do. It's exactly you know, it's the Shawn Michaels thing from whatever ninety six, ninety seven, when they had him collapse in the middle. Yeah. You know, it's yep. anyway. no thanks. Yeah, no thanks. That's just mm-hmm. no no thanks whatsoever for that. Um, now AEW. I, you know, it's weird. I thought it was a good match, the title match. I saw Aaron. Did you tweet it yourself, or did you share a tweet about like most sixty man Iron Man matches would be better matches if they were just twenty to thirty minutes long. Yeah, be- before the uh, I-, I retweeted it from I can't even remember, but it was, yeah, it was earlier in the day. Yeah, um, I would definitely say there's no justification for sending an Iron Man match to to overtime. Like <laughs> it's just no, not necessary. You can do what you did before the sixty minute bell. Like you don't need. To, to do that and, and create another thing. I Whatever you think that's doing for MJF, for you to later be able to say he was involved in our longest match in AEW history or whatever, you could just do it in 60 minutes. You didn't need to go any further than that. But to the point that Iron Man matches can drag and you can't possibly have it be 
a classic for all 60 minutes, if I accept that premise, I did think it was a very good match. I, I agree. And I, I've been the one on this podcast to say Iron Man matches more often than not don't work. And this was one that you didn't feel the lag at all. You didn't feel the drag. You didn't feel the, the super lull you usually get around the 35, 40 minute match or 35 or 40 minute mark. So I, I no, I started, I started to feel it at like the 28 minute mark, but then they got to it. You know what I mean? Like I thought the beginning was kind of slow. I thought the, like basically the first half of the matches is, is the reason why I don't like 60 minute Iron Man matches, but then they were smart enough to make the back 30 that much better. Right. Like, yeah, yeah that's fair. There's a lot of playing around and let's drink water and let's walk around and let's, you I know. know, but you know, it's weird. I thought that a lot of that worked. You know, like, I thought it worked at first, but I, I just, I just thought it went a little too long at the beginning, but again, like very smallest, you know, knit to pick. Um, I coming out of it. I, I thought the pay-per-view was good, by the way, overall. Yeah, the most part. and they made yeah. some really good booking decisions. I thought there were a couple of interesting things in there. Um, you know, I, there's some things in there that I'm nervous about. Again, again, we can still get to the acclaimed and the bucks if we want. Yep. Which, you know, is, is, is a good thing. And you can even argue it's better without, you know, having to force Billy Gunn into it. So, <laughs> you know, I can I can listen to that if that's as long as that's what they're doing. Right. Like as long as that's mm -hmm. the plan, I can justify that. I still don't know why you needed it to be the guns. Like, I can't believe I'm saying, I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> yeah, it would be better for Jeff Jarrett to win. Right? Yeah. No, I thought <laughs> I thought the same thing, especially now that we see what he's doing next. The, the only reason I, I slightly appreciate the guns is just like, the entire card, if you had told... You know, first of all, you would be if you if I had told you this two years ago, you'd be like, "Wait, who's on this roster? Why right. are these people?" But right. the fact that it's just like every match was more or less either an older or more established star putting over a younger up and coming star, and I'm, I'm not saying that it was, but in a bubble, it was like that's what AEW is supposed to be. So in that sense, I was like, "Okay, the guns almost fit that, even though it's the guns." Yeah, but that that's the part where it reminds you yeah. that there it's also the 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 place where our buddy's son gets put over for no reason other than being that i i would i would say a second thing aaron that sentence only works if you have to have those people involved like right and I, no and I, 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 I agree with you yeah like it's it's not good it's not what you should be doing is just creating scenarios where old guys are always letting young guys go over it's the hey if you were handed this and you were told you have to have Christian and Chris Jericho and Jeff Jarrett all be involved in a pay-per-view. If you accept that premise, what's the best way to use them? Okay, sure. This is, this is the best you can do with that. And I'll agree with that concept, but you know, I, I still don't uh, accept the premise that they all have to be involved is the problem that I have. Um, in general. Yes, I, I agree. I thought it was a pretty good pay-per-view. They have a, they have a women's division problem, but that's not new. Um, you that know, was they... the one really, really nonsensical thing was that you had the entire match and you had Ruby turn after the match ended. That when was... she couldn't, when she couldn't help. <laughs> I mean, 
I, I, I don't, but they, I don't think they know what they're doing. I don't think they have a clue. No, they, it's like they're trying, they're doing this NWO thing, kind of. I mean, it's like originals, but it's also kind of NWO in a way because it's like who's gonna join next, and we're gonna spray paint everybody, but, and but they're not doing anything. Like they're not relevant. Like that's the, like the the NWO had to be a threat. They're not a threat. Well, I mean, that's coming, right? They're going to, they're going, I mean, the only story is to go after the champion and that's who they're sort of. They already went after the champion. But not together for some reason, even though they were together. It's the, you can't make this work for me. It feels more like we don't know what we're doing. So let's make it seem like we're doing something because we don't really know what we're doing. Um, I, I. And then let's let's have Ruby Riot talk for seven minutes on Wednesday, which is never a great idea. Never a great idea. Um, We have to talk about the thing that happened at the the end of the show. I mean, it was so funny. I got your text about it. And the only thing I had, you know, I just caught it on Twitter that Hobbs had won. And while I was taken aback by it, I was like, okay. And then you saw it. Well, yeah, well, I was going to say, well, Hobbs wins, and that leads to Ricky Starks getting his win back against Hobbs for the title, which, again, really clunky that you did all this with Wardlow and stuff, but no. that aspect of it works. And then, no, yeah, that, then first I, of all, that doesn't work, but okay. And then, well, then... I, I think, I think Starks beating Hobbs for his first singles title is something that, at least no, that way, sucks. I'm sorry. You why? did all this. To... Because why did why did it have to why did all this just happen have to happen for you to get to that he could have why he like because Hobbs has to have a title for Starks to beat Hobbs so, for a title but 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 again their next pay per view is in freaking May like did you have to do that that well, no, way I'm, say, I'm saying going forward like I hate it that what happened in Wardlow I hate that it was a four day reign I wish it could have just been Hobbs beats Darby Allen everything before that was messy. But now that you're here, I, I think it lays out. So are you ready for Ricky Starks, QT Marshall and, and bullshit? And then that, and then I saw it and seeing, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what, I, I don't know if he has picture. I don't, I don't know what the deal is there. I don't know how he keeps getting involved in these high profile feuds. I don't know. I, I, I'm baffled. Well, he's, so friends, he's friends with Cody Rose. I'm not sure why you're confused. <laughs> and, and by the way, the, the crash pads also were just. Oh, that looked real bad. Yeah. Yeah, that, that wasn't good. No, QT Marshall being involved. It was it was gross. There's no getting around that. It was <laughs> so bad. It was absolutely gross. Um, what did you make of the Brian Danielson uh, promo? Hmm. Is this just the writing him off TV for a little while? That's kind of what thing? I assume. Yeah, that's what I assume. But I, I it does, and it allows the black hole, the Blackpool guys to go full on heel, and you don't have to worry about how that affects him for the time being, which is what we were talking about last week. Like that dynamic doesn't really make sense with Brian Danielson around, but without him around, it kind of makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, then... but as I, it still doesn't address the fact that you have two of your top faces now both being out of the equation in brian and moxley and you know while moxley's there right but you were saying that he'd be turning heel so you're taking two of the top face off the board is what he's saying oh right i I thought you meant like not there at all like 
Yeah, I mean, the, the question, do, do they feel comfortable enough with a Ricky Starks? That's, the, I mean, that, that ultimately yeah. is the question. Is they Do they believe that Ricky Starks and Hangman Page and Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy. and Adam Cole make up for that? And I think we all think that they should. I think they do if you let somebody beat him, right? Like they, which they did with Hangman Page. But if like, if if they're saying that you need a yin to the yang, right? Like if the point of it is, then you have these guys be elevated because they get to fight these people and go over them. Then I sort of hear that because who else? Are they, like who? What are the major heels that they're going to beat? Chris Jericho again? Like who are they? You know what I mean? If if you if those are the guys you're saying are the guys that you're going to promote as the big baby face of the company, I think it does make sense for these guys to be heels because then you can die, you can oppose, you, know, you can put them against each other. It's something else for them to, you know, it's for them to work against. Yeah, ju- jungle, you. jungle boy going over Claudio. Or well, you're right. Cause who's your significant heels outside of them. If you, if you're not doing that, you already did Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks. I guess you could do him. I mean, you've done him in hangman page. Uh, I guess you could do him in jungle boy or something. You know what I mean? But like, how many times can you do Chris Jericho as the the heel that puts over the young guy, right? Like, at some point, you need the, like... Oh, it not... also looked like you were setting up a potential turn for them, by the way. Right. I mean, so that might be part of the equation as well. That might answer one of the questions, is that they they reposition the Jericho Appreciate, Appreciation Society. Problem being, they just never pushed... That hasn't produced the thing that you want it to produce just yet. And I... I get it. Like the Bucks can always be faces again, but allowing Don Callis to be your voice is always going to, you know, portray you as a heel. So it, it's just sort of interesting to see that well, dynamic. But well, that was a weird bit too. It like, was a weird bit where he just like took the microphone or whatever, and it, but that felt like them trying to announce, "No, guys, we're heels now." Like <laughs> right. that's that's what it felt like. Remember, me, Stop you know, curious. like right. All right, I guess that's about it from AEW. Again, I think you're right. I, I I feel like maybe we're not saying this enough. I did think it was a good show. I did think Sunday night. I don't know. It, it's like when the last taste in your mouth is QT Marshall. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Wednesday night. No, 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 no. I'm no, no, no. I know. Like, what I was saying to Aaron is like, you know, I was, I was really ready to come on and talk about the different direction it feels like the company is starting to turn to with the younger stars and featuring them and booking them the right way. And then when the last thing I see that this company did was that, it's hard to be optimistic again. You know what I mean? Like, when it's it's just like, you know, another. It's this thing that's been typical of their booking is like this weird, forcing certain people into. I mean, would you put this guy into the category with the guns of like just people who feel like, why are they being featured? It so prominently, I guess I should say. Well, yeah, but for the most part, he hasn't been <laughs> like, like this is not. Well, it's been a bit, but he had been. I mean, they forced yes, him more... into. Yeah, right. There, there had been some of that. No, look, there's no justifying. I can't get around that. It's, it's atrocious. There's, there's. I'm not trying to argue with you about that. That is, it was embarrassing. Um, and I, I don't need it any ounce of it. Um. I don't know. I I guess I would say I I can't allow that to overwhelm. I'll give them the opportunity to course correct that 
right? Right. Like, give us a minute here, right? Yeah. Like, if they if they did it, and then they recognize and say, "All right, we if we're if to Aaron's point, if you're getting back to Ricky Starks going over Will Hobbs, you need to make that sh- sure that's the story. If for a couple of weeks it's QT Marshall being around Will Hobbs, it doesn't help anything. But as long as you clean that up by the time you introduce Ricky Starks back into that equation, I'll survive. You know what I mean? Like, I'll survive. But I get it. Apparently, apparently there's going to be a QTV segment now. What? And 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 there's a, um, a website called Quality TV News that is that that reads eager to stay up to date with the latest news reviews and analysis qtv newsletter is about ensuring that you stay informed and never miss out so he's gonna do this gimmick nope that's gonna be a giant (laughs) it's gonna be a no for me dog (laughs) gonna be a no for me hey uh before we wrap up for the week aaron this is right up your alley some big news in the world of uh professional wrestling and betting this week yeah so we've kind of, I feel like at least once a year we've brought it up. Obviously, we talk about the offshore odds. Obviously, in the past, we've talked about some of the DraftKings uh, prop bets that aren't really prop betting. And it was just a matter of time. Now, I, I know that both Colorado and Michigan have come out at this point and said there has been no proper application right now. Um, I, I think Colorado completely denied that they would ever do it. Michigan just said there's no application right now. Here's the fact, the whole, this is coming. The fact that they are experimenting with putting Oscars odds up, the fact that you are realizing more and more that some of the other bets that they put up, uh, I've I've tweeted this in the past, the NFL and NBA draft bets are simply, um, I've heard of somebody else in the industry use this term insider trading, because it's just simply you're taking information and you're making bets based off of it. People, you know, there are people who know the answers to the draft as well. Um, and you can bet on that. The fact that you can, not just offshore in these, you know, the the offshore, the islands somewhere, but in the UK, you can bet on wrestling. You can bet on TV shows in the UK. This is coming. It's, it's happening. And there will be a state to legalize it. And when one state legalizes it, others will. We can talk about whether or not that will have an impact. I know there was that one line in the report about it would cause WWE to make decisions months in advance and then not tell the wrestlers till they were basically in the ring. I don't buy that for a second. That sounds like something you would leak to a business source just to make it sound more legit. Um, look, you can you can bet on it now. It, it won't change anything when this does happen. Um, so, you know, that that's kind of where I'm at with it right now, that it's coming and it's not going to change anything. I think it'll, there's twofold here. Like when uh, I, when, when we, boy, when we say that nothing changes, something changes, which is if there is for some reason, if you believe that somebody is putting money down on something they know about, you're going to prosecute them. Like, right. That's going to happen. Um, and Aaron, you can speak more to this, but like in the same way that when you think there's a point shaving scandal, you investigate it and 
Yeah, I like, mean, look, WWE, but that's the that's the thing is, how do you know when someone knows? Like, does it, do, the WWE. So I've been I've been waiting to do this bit all week, <laughs> ever since we learned about this. Can you are you ready for those grand trial testimonies or grand, well, I mean, grand jury testimonies? It, like, it could be absolutely fascinating because that's the the question is how easy is it to manipulate and how far are you willing to go? Because in WWE, most of these people are making enough money, and but like if you allowed people to vet on MLW, right, like. Right. You're telling me there isn't someone that could be manipulated in there? Not, like, uh, they're not going to take enough. They, the The problem is no one's taking enough money to make it worth. It may, unless you want to say a hundred bucks is is going to be worthwhile. But that's sort of my point. At a certain level, right? Like, be like, it'll be like, Mister Pritchard. At what point did you decide to introduce a screwdriver into the match? Right, right, right. <laughs> At what point did you decide that Ambrose was going to be electrocuted in the and, cage? And, and when I talk about being manipulated, I'm not saying they're going to throw the match because like, that's a it's, it's <laughs> right. scripted. Um, no, but I'm if you talking, can bet on what the finish is or whatever, you know, no, if you I'm can, talking about when are they going to text their buddies and say, right, know, go, go, go put, go put everything on go, Cena go or whatever. On and, and Aaron, you can explain like if, if somebody sees a bunch of action on something right before, like if, if you can bet on, you know, rampage on a Friday night, it's taped on a Wednesday. They're not going to be able to keep it live until Friday. Cause people were at the arena and saw it on a Wednesday. Or like at, at what point, at what point, uh, those like what the dirt sheets do become like illegal or something with, but if it's it... not, but, but for, for that specific thing, like we've seen, basically what amounts to market manipulation with you know we saw it with the first pick in the nba draft right we saw these reports come out completely swing the markets um only to you know just kind of shift every time a report came out and it's not illegal it's basically market manipulation but, no, 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 no. but that's not the same thing as they... sean Ross sap saying that this is happening no hold on but he gets the actual rundown from SmackDown or whatever. And sometimes well, pre presumably Woj got an actual report from somebody inside the Orlando front office saying that this was going to happen. Like, but doesn't it, that still mean that's what they're planning to do? And I mean, I, I guess you well, could but, say but that's that. the same thing. That's the same thing. For but, us. Like, it's, but, but it's a script versus like a I, I, I still think it's different. I but, still hey, think. Wait a second. Wait a second. But you guys also move the odds on Bancaro when the report came out. Like, the, right. right, and that's and that would happen here with Sean Rossap or Dave Meltzer or Bay, uh, you know whoever says John Cena is about to win, the odds will move instantly yes. if not get taken down. So that I don't, I don't really know why that's that big of a deal. Like there is a there's a protection system in place for the books when these things might happen. Um, there's there's guys like you that are you're you know somebody's job is to monitor this type of stuff and. And yeah. see it and and make sure that you protect yourself in the process. So I'm not really like I, I'm saying when you see on, you know, again, I'm trying to come up with an example for this. When you see um, if if you're allowed to just bet on dynamite and let's say who's the last guy on the AEW roster, Serpentico has a match on AEW against I don't even know who a good example of this is. Who's who's another Ring of Honor person that's that's floating around? Uh, I, not Ring of Honor, but Dante Martin. Dante Martin. Well, no, Dante Martin's a, like that. I'm looking for lower than that. Oh, oh, you're you're saying somebody who would be really desperate to like, to, yeah. I'm saying somebody who's like not, what, like the Briscoe guy or whatever. No, that's no, no, not no, 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 no. 
No, he's saying someone desperate for so like basically when when Steve Miggs wrestled, but to hire. Oh, to like yeah. that that kind of like, like that, the, but like somebody who's legitimately on the roster, but gets to a point where yeah. they say, "Look, man, you know, I don't think I'm going to be around here for very long. Like I'm going to work the books. Right? I've, no, I've got a chance to have tell my buddies to go bet on this match. Right. And and whatever they're not going to, they don't know that I'm friends with Chris Stevenson in in Snoqualmie like that how could he be tracked back to me I'll just text him and say go put a five thousand dollars on this but you won't be able but that that's the other you won't be able to you're not going to be able to get down five thousand dollars that's true on the offshore although be like limits on how much you can yeah like off on like the offshore books right now you can win if you're betting on a favorite you can win a maximum of 50 bucks like you can, if you're betting on an underdog, I think you can bet up to fifty to a hundred bucks. Well, you know what, you know what that is though. That's almost like, what's the point of doing it at all? Like, <laughs> no, because like, it's fun, because it's entertainment. Yes. Like that's yeah, and that's it the gets, best it argument. Gets, it gets it. DraftKings or FanDuel or BetMGM or or any of them more customers because wrestling customers might start to bet. I, I sat with my friends on Saturday night. It's lower risk too, so right, they'll do I, it more. I, I sat not with like with a couple of my friends. And watch the John Jones card. And I don't know anything about Rasputin or who the hell, I don't know, Rachmanovich, <laughs> whatever the guy's name was. But it was fun. I went up, pulled up the app. I said, you know, there's a bet on here that, that um, the match is over within a round and a half. Do you want to bet it? Yeah, sure. Why the hell not? Like, let's bet it. I, that's the point of it. That's the point of why it should exist. And Aaron's. So that that part is extraordinarily relevant. I do remember going through this um, because we found some really questionable offshore odds once. Um, and Aaron and I texted each other like, we should probably bet on that, right? Like, we should probably get in mm-hmm. on this once upon a time. So, yeah, you protect that and say, we're not going to allow anyone to singularly manipulate or, you know, profit to a certain extent. You know, if if. Somehow it gets out that somebody's winning a match. There's only so much money that we can lose on it in the process. And we think we're going to generate more by having betting available. There's no reason for you not to do this. I, I did have this question, Aaron. At what point do you guys take down the awards betting? Like, at what point? So it just so we're circus a little bit of a different because we are a smaller operation and because, um, quite frankly, uh, trying to try to say something we take down a little bit early there are some okay so uh, it so then, most... so let, let's take let's take let's take one of the big nationwide books uh draftings fan duel bet mgm whatever they generally uh, unless it, basically they keep it open until it's all, almost a guaranteed lock you could bet on the heisman basically up to the heisman award uh i can't remember if it was this year or the year before uh i i remember that like the day of the Heisman, we were talking about the odds still being. So it probably wasn't this year because Caleb was uh, so over the year uh, Devonta Smith won it. Uh, okay. You could bet like the day of the Heisman who was going to win it because it was still up in the air. So it really just depends on when it be. Look, when when it becomes obvious that one person's going to win, they're going to take it down. Same with the number one pick. Same with right. the award. Same with anything. When it's just so painfully obvious, there's nobody else that can win it. There's no point in taking uh, leaving this up. So take it down. So what would happen in a situation where it's November and you know Roman Reigns is going into WrestleMania as the champion, but he wrestles four championship matches before that? You put the odds at minus five thousand. 
Yeah. But but what but what was the thing you just said about there's no chance that the you know Yeah, if, so there there you had if you want to win your fifty bucks, you gotta lay twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. So, right. Right. Like, yeah, but if like if really but if you can only win fifty bucks, why would they allow someone to put twenty five hundred down? Because they why would they allow? Because on the off chance that Roman Reigns tears his quad in the middle of the match and they decide mid match to go, I win my twenty five hundred bucks from you. But what I'm saying is if you what I'm confused by is if if there's limits to what you could win, isn't there limits as to what you can bet? Yes. Yes, whatever the the limit is to get up to your fifty bucks. Okay, I just I, that just seem doesn't make sense to me. But I, I don't it's, understand. It's a bad bet to make. You shouldn't make right, it. Right, right. Like, there's no reason for you to make it. But you know, people bet on extreme favorites all the time because they feel like it's free money. I mean, the, the stories of that is. Okay, yeah. you, you will you will see somebody bet a, a, a money line one against a sixteen in the tournament this week or next week, and it will be a ridiculous. It'll be someone betting, you know, d- three grand to win a hundred bucks so they can get a free drink. Wow! Like you will see that. <laughs> oh, and, and then and then that would be right. like every now and again one wins and <laughs> right. And yes. That's the point. That's how it yeah. works. That's how it Got works it. for is that it's it's very rare. But almost every time, almost every time there's an extraordinary upset, you can find someone who put an ungodly amount of money on just a straight money line win for that team because they thought it was just an investment, right? Like that I'm just peeling off. You get to hold my money for a couple of hours. Yeah, this is a sure thing, right? Peel off my 150 bucks at the end of the night. Um, You know, I... In tennis, sometimes I would mess around with that and say there's just absolutely no way that this person can lose. So it's a it, it's a free 20 bucks that I get out of this. But I got to give them 500 for a couple of hours until I get it right. And then you realize after the first time you lose one of those, like, nope, that's so <laughs> dumb. Right. <laughs> if, if I lose one, it makes it all not worth it. Like, don't ever do that again. <laughs> Losing one ruins everything. Never make that bet again. You learn that very quickly in the process. Speaking uh, of which, do we know the odds of WrestleMania oh, right well, now? We got to go. We'll deal with that oh. next week. Okay. It's uh, Rick, I just didn't uh, know if you knew off the top of your head. Yeah. Cody Rhodes, uh, one, but Cody Rhodes minus 500, Roman Reigns plus 300. And I told you last week, I think I want to put a couple bucks on that. I think, I by, think by the way, you're you're talking about this guarantee. Brock Lesnar is minus eighteen hundred right now. Yeah, I mean that. <laughs> I just hold on. Let me just see. Let's let's see max limit. Just, yeah, so nine nine hundred to win fifty is the best you can do. Get down on uh, Brock Lesnar right now. But yeah. but the but what what ten bucks on Omos and you could win six uh, sixty ten to win sixty. Yeah, not the worst bet in the world. <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst, but. I'd rather make I'd rather I'd rather bet Roman looking at those odds. Like I would, <laughs> those odds are screaming at me to go get a bet in on Roman. <laughs> what are we doing? All right. Uh let's get some plugs in. Aaron. Uh follow me on Twitter at the A Oster. If you're coming out for March Madness, if you're coming out for SmackDown in a couple weeks, if you're coming out for Double or Nothing, now officially back in Vegas at the end of uh, May, That's come right. out and see us at uh, Circa. It's, it'll be great. 
be an exciting week next. Are you gonna do? What does that look like for you? Do you get to sleep at all, or no? Yeah, no. Man, this this is a is a hell of a week for you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Next week the show might be Aaronless. We'll see. I mean, the show is nearly Brandonless this week. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I got to do like ten lacrosse games next week, so the show might be Glenless too. It might be Brandon and, and Steve Miggs next week. <laughs> Oh, wow, we I, we'll like triple our listeners. Oh, that you know week, what? Yeah. Hang on, real quick, because we we didn't get to talk about Brandon and I going to SmackDown. I, I was gonna, to, I was about to bring it up, but I, go ahead. I, I do want to say, um, you guys, when you get to see it, um, what AJ's what their their new thing that they're doing involves the word corny, and it's great. It's it's wonderful. It's a perfect heelish thing to do. Um, the crowd was eating out of their hands. Uh, you didn't get to see it on TV. It happened right before the show started. I, you're going to be, it's, My, it's, it's awesome. It's so wonderful. yeah, we went to SmackDown in DC. We got to hang out with uh hit row a little bit at the hotel afterwards. And we were cracking up because we were watching back, um, their segment that they did in the dark in the, they did, a, they did, they did a segment and a match in the dark, uh, before SmackDown aired um they faced um brawling brutes that who won is irrelevant and <laughs> <Man. laughs> but they but they did a cool segment they, the thing that glenn said but the best part was we were watching back you know some of the videos people were sharing on instagram with aj and he was cracking first of all he was giddy about this new thing that they're getting over and um and he was laughing at how there was a guy in the background of the video who was already going along with their bit people were already chanting with them despite the fact they had never seen like when they were about to say their bit that they repeat the guy was doing it with a hand gesture behind them and he's like look at this guy this guy's never seen this before like this guy's already in so it's cool it's it was cool, cool to see. I'm, it was looking, cool to see to be able to see them like working it out, you know. Yeah, looking forward to them being able to bring that to television coming up. So yeah. that was that was a very cool, very cool thing. And he told us he was going to do it, but he incorporated the line. I just had uh, lunch with my very good friend Dan Snyder, and it got the exact yeah. heel heat that he knew he was going to get. Oh, and, uh, he added to it. Uh, we're going to take. We agreed that it's best he takes the team to Virginia or something like that. I mean, or yeah, away, <laughs> away from, away from this awful place. I mean, it was, it was great heel heat. It was wonderful. So, I was happy yeah. for our buddy. That was cool. All right, Brandon, what's coming up? And oh, by the way, I get to see him in Pittsburgh tomorrow because I'm going to be going out to well, SmackDown again. That's why we had to stay up until one in the morning tonight, and and you <laughs> fell asleep. Thanks a lot. Because Brandon wants to go to SmackDown tomorrow night. Well, actually, I have to go to Pennsylvania anyway because mm-hmm. it's my father-in-law's 75th birthday. So I just happened mm-hmm. to be in town, and I'm going to go to SmackDown as well. Right. Um, we have Benny the Butcher coming to Ramshead on April 20th. That show just went on sale. Uh, tickets are available at RamsheadLive.com. And then, as always, all new should follow all new new show announcements that I won't tell Glenn about until they're announced. Son of a bitch. Um, at Ramshead Live on Instagram, at Ramshead Live on Twitter, and as always, I am at Brandon Linton on Twitter. Just waiting for you to be like, "Oh, you didn't you didn't know we had a Duran Jones show? Huh. That's <laughs> that you feel stupid now." 
uh, at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com for me. Hey, I'm doing a charity uh, bracket contest to benefit Show Your Soft Side, which is a wonderful, I mean, really amazing animal charity here locally. Uh, $20 to get in. Uh, half the money goes to Show Your Soft Side, half to the winner. So if you want to get in, hit me up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Um, I don't I don't want to go crazy with this because I do want everybody to have a chance. We're just trying to raise a couple hundred bucks. So 20 bucks to get in. Uh, half the pot to the winner, half the pot to charity. Please help us out. Um, Show Your Soft Side's not able to do their big event uh, project runway this year. So just trying to come up with some other ways. Is this a tournament bracket? Yep. Yeah, hit, hit me up with the receipt. I'll do that. All right. Very good. Love yeah. that. I believe Aaron is a previous winner of my tournament. Or did you win the ball pick one year? Which one did you win? I think I've won both over the years. Oh, you son did, did he do the right thing and donate the proceeds back to the cause? Uh, I think he donated it to the Aaron wants to have a drink on a Thursday night foundation, <laughs> I believe. was the It's, one it's a good foundation right there. It's that. okay, Aaron. I wouldn't do it either. <laughs> I just wanted to say that to be a dick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So please hit me up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. We'll get you in uh, to our bracket contest for uh, Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. Vent. 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 AJ Francis. I am Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Jobbing out. Oh, I'm sorry. I was supposed to do an outro, but I fell asleep.